This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Elizabeth Fay, and I am a huge Schedulicity fan, enthusiast, um, promoter. So what Schedulicity can really do for your business and what it can do for your life um, is so amazing. So it's a modern tool that's going to help you systemize all the procedures in your business. And they're probably some of them are ones you didn't even know you have or you should have. It's going to systemize them. It's going to make everything streamlined and do it for you while you sleep. And this is the way that you can make more money and have more quality of life. So everything from upping your rebooking rates to taking deposits, helping you enforce your no-show and cancellation policies, all the way to your email marketing, and even the way you get tipped and process payments. It's like having a front desk, an assistant, and a virtual assistant all in one in your pocket for such an affordable price. So if you haven't already gotten... Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, and this amazing podcast is brought to you by Schedulicity. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tom. What's up, man? What's up, brother? Nothing, man. We're, uh, we're, 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 we're sliding on into uh, 2021 that we're getting pretty excited about. Yeah, the, we're getting closer to all the holiday season, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So uh, it's probably, especially this this time of year is my favorite time of year just because it's what well, it used to be um, prior to 2020. I'm trying <laughs> right. to be after 2020 right, right, right. because, you know, you get together with friends and family and right. just get to spend a lot of quality time. And, uh, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to, you know, my normal Thanksgiving, that's usually like 30 people. It's going to be down to like seven. Yeah. Right. It looks like there's going to be a lot of FaceTiming on Christmas, uh, <laughs> Christmas this right. year, or, you know, like, like the meals and stuff. Hey, so uh, a little bit of a teaser and I'm not really sure when we're going to be releasing the podcast, but a little bit of it, you might've already heard about, it, but if not, keep an eye on it. So uh, we're doing something pretty special uh, this last month of December. Yeah, dude. Um, we're, uh, I don't know if we let the cat, I no, guess just let it out. Let, let it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to uh, give away uh, and change a hairdresser's, uh, they're just give them a whole brand new start in 2021, man. Yeah. So we are, we're about to release, if you haven't seen it, Again, keep an eye on it, but we're 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 billing it the ultimate stylist kit, and we're going to give it away to one person. And in that kit, um, you're going to get two sets of Hanzos. You're going to get a trimmer and a clip, a custom clipper from from Babless. Ba- Babless. Uh, uh, Sam Via threw in a blow dryer and a bunch of brushes, and Framar threw in a bunch of like clips and a bunch of hair brushes. I mean, uh, color brushes. Salon Scale. Salon Scale is going to give you one year free of Salon Scale. Service. Service. Um, uh, Olivia Garden. Olivia Garden uh, threw in some um, some brushes and, and the very important PPE stuff. 
and uh, schedulicity. Schedulicity is giving a year of service. Um, I feel like I'm missing some. And I, I know our friend Elizabeth Faye said that she was going to give up some coaching as well. So she's going to do a Don't coaching Don't we have an apron? Oh, yeah. So Mr. Matty Conrad, of yeah. course, gave uh, one of his uh, in, in, insanely popular uh, victory brand uh, aprons. And I'm sure there's a few. Listen, if you donated, I apologize if I've missed it. Um, I don't have the list in front of me, but uh, but it's but, over five thousand dollars worth of stuff, man. Yep. You know what I mean? So it literally is going to change. Hopefully, uh, you know, uh, a hairdresser that that, you know, not necessarily, I'm not going to say who needs it. I mean, we all need it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, right. it's open for anybody. There's sure. going to be a random draw, but I just hope it, you know, you can start 2021 off on the right foot. On the right foot. Oh, I forgot. Oh, oh Sam Villa also threw in a couple curling eyes and a flat iron. So we're, we're, we're literally like, like you're just getting a brand new, awesome kit. Yeah. So, and one person's going to get that. Um, uh, Pay attention to the details about how to win that and stuff. But today, I'm pretty excited, dude. Today, it's funny how we how we found her. But go ahead, I'll let you tell the story. But uh, you know, it, it's just it's kind of funny how we just we haven't known about her that long. But you know, we apologize to her. But she she's when you look over her feet, she's doing some good stuff. She does some good stuff, man. So all right, so here's the story. Um, is I, I don't know a couple I don't know a couple months ago now or a month ago or so we um, we did a post about who's your mentor you know who who you know just a sh- kind of a shout out to all your mentors and um, and somebody posted and they posted like Elizabeth Fay and a couple other mentors and stuff and then and then um, uh, her name came up and I'm like how in the world do have we had all her friends on the podcast, but, but, but she's just recently coming on our radar and, and, and I apologize to her for that. And, and I regret that we didn't know her early and, you know, all that stuff, you know, um, and you guys are in for a big, uh, not big surprise, but a big, uh, a big, a good time. You know, she didn't know who you were either. So that's, it's, no, that's it's, true. It's, yeah. So I don't feel so bad, I guess. <laughs> Although her following's a lot better than ours. So yeah, you know, whatever. Most people are <laughs> true, true story. Hey, so I'm um, on the podcast today we're having the world by Brit is her Instagram handle and it's Brit Carmichael and Brit's listen she's a working hairstylist she's a she's a business coach she has a vegan salon so I'm sure we're getting into a lot of veganism and, and coaching and all that kind of stuff so uh is it her time it's her time brother so Miss Brit Carmichael welcome to your day off yeah it's my time to shine is my tagline so I love that thank you guys so much for having me on I'm truly blessed to be connected with you guys and to be a part of such an amazing community. Thank you guys so much. Dude, thanks, man. Thanks again. Thanks again. Big apologize, apology for, for, for not finding you earlier, but you know, these things happen, you know, all, all in divine timing. All yeah. in divine time. I, I love that. Some wise person said that we save the best for last. That's yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. Is that a wise old word? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so Brett, where are you from? Where did you grow up? I am. I currently live in Frisco, Texas, and I grew up in a tiny little country town called Farmersville, Texas. Literally, there's no stoplight. There wasn't even a stop sign while I was there, and um, it was about 2,000 people, and I was the high school mascot. (laughs) (laughs) What was your mascot? A fucking farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? What else would it be in Farmerville, right? I mean, hello. <laughs> I had the overalls and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh, Brett, you got to post those pictures, dog. <laughs> oh, I really should. It, you know, it seems kind of funny because people who knew me prior to ten years ago, before I started going through my own self 
discovery and spiritual awakening would be like you a mascot are you kidding me my nickname was bitchney so it it doesn't really go hand in hand but to coming into who I really am and uncovering my authentic self, I can look back and realize I've always been peppy and enthusiastic and like wanting to support and cheer other people on. So for me to look back now, I can realize that being the mascot did allow me to express that part of myself that, you know, so many hairdressers love to do to open up that space and support and love on other people. That is, that is pretty cool. That's probably one of the, the coolest like stories as far as, you know, like, that we've had on here that in a small town, a mascot, and, a, and it's a farmer. And it's a, that's, you know, that's, a that's, that's pretty funny. Like yeah, you said, I, definitely I, I do the same thing without the overalls now. Right. I know, yeah. dude. I, I want to see the overall picture now. Yeah. Hey, Britt, what kind of farming do they do there? Oh my gosh, we're the largest onion capital in the in the world, or the United States, or something like that. Onions. So when you drive into Farmerville, is that all you smell? Do you just does it just smell like onions? It's not because of the onions. It's <laughs> like, man, every time I go through Farmerville, I'm crying. Why? You know? <laughs> me too, bro. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> Britt, how did how did you find hairdressing? So my mom was a hairdresser growing up, and I literally grew up in the hair salon, trying to avoid any time my grandmother came over to get perms in the kitchen. And my mom begged me not to go to beauty school. Please, please, you're too smart. You got to go to college, you know, blah, 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 top 5%. Don't waste yourself, basically, is what she told me. And I just looked at her and I said, Mom, I'm going to do what I love. And this is what I love. And so I made a very courageous choice right after high school to go straight into beauty school. I tried to do it in high school, but it just didn't work out in my favor. And um, I had to move. I even moved to a different high school my senior year to make that happen. Turns out you have to start that your junior year. I didn't know that. So I ended up right after school working three retail jobs to be able to afford to go to beauty school because my parents were like, sorry, girl, you're on your own. Like, you grew up in Farmersville. That says anything. You know what I mean? I had to pay my way through school and, and starting my own salon and all of those things. But it was so beautiful to be able to see how my mom showed up for other women, including my grandmother and everyone who had come to the house because after she had my little brother, she stopped working in the salon. So it was literally in our kitchen all the time. And when I was about 12 years old, I wanted to look like Christina Aguilera from Genie in a Bottle. As we all did. And mom's like, I don't know how to cut those kind of layers, honey. And I'm like, well, figure it out or give me that thing. And so I just took a razor out of her bag, her little beautician bag. And just, it was like her Barney bag of like magical tools. And I learned about bleach my junior year. And oh Lord, I had platinum slash fried hair slash it started going rainbow my senior year. Um, so I just started taking control into my own hands because I didn't love the way that I looked. I was very mean to myself. I talked a lot of shit about the way that I looked. I was fat. I'm not this. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty. I don't fit in. I'm fucking weird. All the things, like all those negative stories. And what I realized looking back is when I was 12, taking that razor into my hand and cutting off my own hair, that gave me the only kind of control besides over food, which I didn't have a very good handle on. That was the only way I learned. I learned how I could control my own confidence and being able to make myself look beautiful, or at least I I had a fashion mullet when I was a senior, like 
that wasn't all that hot, but I, I felt, I felt confident in myself and my ability to express who I authentically was even back then, even though it was weird and different than what everyone else was looking like in Farmersville, Texas. So I think I found hairdressing because I wanted to control the way that I looked. And when I learned that I could make myself look beautiful on the outside, I wanted to give that to other people. Plus I'm a Libra. So I like to make things beautiful. Right. right. <laughs> Did, uh, that's a, that's pretty impressive. So who did you, did you live with an aunt? Did you live on your own when you went to a different high school? Did you move out? I mean, what? Yeah. So I moved like the school was about 20 minutes away and I moved in with my grandmother, which she's like my favorite. I literally just got her name tattooed on my wrist. Like she's my favorite person in the world who's taught me how to have courage. If it wasn't for having a role model like my grandmother who moved from Iceland when she was a teenager because she got pregnant with my grandpa who was in the Navy. (laughs) She didn't even know English when she moved to our country. And just seeing her and her ability to speak for herself and to stand up and to do bold, courageous things has taught me how to do that and I'm forever grateful for my grandparents for showing me how to be a to- like literally a total badass like so I lived with her my senior year but I ended up going back home a lot because I miss my mom and um yeah I started skipping athletics was first period so I just drove from <laughs> Farmersville <laughs> I thought you were going to say you rode your horse. <laughs> Not right. <laughs> Did you guys have horses? Did you? Oh, okay. We've had people on on the podcast that, that own horses, and they, they, you know, especially in small towns like that, they, you know, uh, just rode. My, my, my son used to ride a horse because there's a, a, a horse stable literally at the end of our road, and uh, it was about a half mile away. He just walked down there and he'll go ride horses and until one day he fell and got hurt and he's like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> he was, I ain't messing with no horses no yeah, more. Yeah, him after that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Britt, so, I mean, at 18 years old, you kind of, like your drive was to, was to, was to help other people or to, or to have people to kind of help. I, I don't I mean, I, it, it's hard for me to see, right? Like you're 18 years old, you haven't found yourself. I mean, not not Brit, but one hasn't found themselves at 18. You know, so how you you know how how'd that work? Yeah, I mean, I think every 18 year old is motivated by money, so that was definitely a part of the story back then. As I've learned that the more you follow your mission and your passion and the things that really bring you joy and light you up, which for me is empowering women because I needed that sense of empowerment. Although at 19, I didn't know it. You know, I I didn't know that was the case. I think some part of my soul unconsciously knew that that was a way to be able to express that and fulfill that. And honestly, looking back, I'm an entrepreneur. Guys, when I was eight years old, I was collecting collecting all the beer cans from my trailer park and turning them in for cash. And the man who um, was the like owner of the the changing aluminum for cash we walked into the door and he was eating his lunch and he had a mouthful of burger and he said oh i'm sorry honey i shouldn't be talking with my mouthful and i said well as long as you're talking cash i don't care so i grew up an entrepreneur my parents my mom's a hairstylist she worked for herself my dad is a contractor he worked for himself so all i knew was entrepreneurship so i mean if we're being real real i'm sure money was the main motivator at that point along with helping other people feel beautiful it was like the balance of my libra self was like let's make money and do good And at some point I realized that I can stop focusing on the money part and focus on doing good. And that actually creates more abundance in my bank account and my life and the support and community that I built. So um, that shifted over time as I started to become more aware and um, do that self-discovery work. But 
definitely money motivated because like my parents didn't have any so I knew like if I'm gonna like live my life and I'm gonna take charge of it like I know that I have to create abundance for myself and for me that meant going into business for myself and not working for anyone else so from the day I took my licensing test I walked into a salon that was a suite rental and I said can I work here she said can you pay rent I said how much she said 200 a week I said let's do it I had no clue if I was gonna do it or not I had a MySpace account and like two strippers as clients at that point you know like but I just took a leap of faith and and I hit six figures in my first year of owning my suite and it has been that way since the beginning because like I shared before yes money was a motivator but I chose to follow my passion to make that money. And had I chosen anything else at that point, I don't think I could have been as successful as I was, which is why I love helping people find what they're passionate about. And that's the one question I ask every client that sits in my chair. What are you passionate about? And what I learned is about 99% of the women that sat in my chair said, I don't know. And that broke my heart and led me down a different path of empowering women outside of the salon. So money and making the world beautiful. I mean, it's a twofold mission. So, have you had this conversation with your mom? Because she begged you not to get into this industry, and maybe she was afraid that you're you're going to end up in your kitchen doing hair the rest of your life. You know, and not she probably hasn't been like you know Instagram savvy, or it's a completely different world now uh, as far as hairdressing. But uh, have you had that conversation? And like, and she's like, "Wow, Brett, I- I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that you." you know, decided to do this and uh, just kind of let, let you go for it? Well, once I started, once she trusted me enough to start covering her gray, she was real happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, she has expressed how proud she is. And, you know, she's apologized for putting her fears on to my path. And I thanked her for that because it just gave me even more courage and determination um, and motivation to make it work and to make it happen. But um, my mom had my little brother and, and she was meant to be a mom. She wasn't meant to be a hairdresser. I mean, she, she has that great talent and skill, but more importantly, her passion and her mission is to be a great mother. And um, that is what was meant for her. And and I knew that was the case. I knew that she was talking from a place of um, fear. And also we have different alignments, different passions, different truths. And trust me, I know I'm going to make it happen. So you can, you know, you can be afraid all you want, but I just knew that this was my path. And following my intuition back then was scary and uncomfortable. And a lot of people doubted it. And it's so interesting because now looking back, like, that was me following my intuition and that's what I teach so many people now. And that's my ultimate mission. I can make you look beautiful on the outside, but if you hate yourself on the inside, you'll never see it. And so my mission now is to create beautiful hair and beautiful hearts. And that starts with learning to trust ourselves. And I had to trust myself over, you know, an authority in my life that I loved and trusted. And I knew she had the best interests and, you know, like if she had the best out for me, but it doesn't always look that same way in your own life. Hey, Brent, are you coaching um, hairdressers or are you, you kind of said like you, when you were talking to your clients and, and you were asking, you know, what, what are you passionate about? And they didn't know. Are you also, are, do you have a business, like a coaching business with your clients, with your, your in salon guest as well? Um, yeah. yeah. So I do both. And it's interesting because it started not coaching hairdressers at all. It started coaching the women that started sitting in my chair. They would ask, Hey, can I like pay you to, you know, coach me? And like, I'm like, you mean like, don't do your hair and just talk to you Mm -hmm. and 
They're like, yeah. I'm like, uh, yes, a hundred percent. No blow drying, no shampooing. Okay, let's do this. So I literally started like booking my hair clients and guests as coaching clients. And so it was really interesting. And then over time, as I had the courage and I realized like, this is working, like people are coming back asking for that six figure raise and they're getting it or they're leaving their shitty partners or they're starting that new business or whatever they were doing. And they'd come back every six, eight weeks and say like, I did that thing you said and it worked. And I'm like, okay, something's working here. So I had the courage to then take my message and mission online. And that's when I started the whole Instagram blog, podcast, all the things that create marketing online these days. And um, as of now, I would say the majority of people I do coach are hairdressers because they now know my secret that I'm a hairdresser and an intuitive business coach. So um, it's a mix of, it's a mix of both, but I do love working with hairdressers because hello, I know that industry inside and out. So it's really fun to be able to take people on the journey that I took so many years ago without waiting. You know, there's so many clients that I coach that wait 10 years to start their suite. And I started literally before the paper came in the mail from Austin, you know what I mean? (laughs) So like (laughs) I can shortcut that journey for them when they already have the skills and talents of doing hair, they don't necessarily have the skills and talents to run a business because we're artists, we're creatives, you know, like, whoa, I had to have help in the beginning. Luckily I married someone who was very um, business savvy, who was like, honey, you know, you should be doing hair extensions. I'm like, oh no, that'll take too long. He's like, babe, cha-ching. I'm like, fine. So I was lucky to have someone that was always there guiding me in business when I was perfecting my craft as an artist. That's awesome. That is a, bravo, bravo to the uh, bravo to the husband. So, do you consider yourself like a life coach? I mean, or or I mean, if we had to put if we you know if we had to put quotations around it, 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 it are you doing like life coach type stuff? Um, or is it yeah, more like business coaching or is it a little bit of all? It's a little bit of everything. As a, I'm a Libra, y'all. I like it all. Like we want to balance <laughs> both. Because listen, if you want to be successful in business, which is why most people are looking to hire a coach, unless you're just like shitstorm and I don't know what to do. I hate myself. Like, but most of the time people look for a coach because they're investing in their business. But what I found in working with all of those women that wanted to build their business is that they had some soul and healing work that needed to be done, whether it be the stories they tell themselves, their old beliefs, their limiting abundance mindset, or that lack mentality. A lot of that has to get dealt with and taken care of and heal before you can even open up and put yourself out there as a business owner, especially if you want to scale and expand, because that comes with criticism and judgment and feedback from the whole world. And if you aren't, you know, strong in your confidence and your um, belief in yourself, you're going to crumble or you're going to burn out because you're like trying to force and hustle things. So for me, I find that I, as a business coach, I do a lot of soul coaching in the beginning of our journey together because without healing your shit like it's going to be really hard to show up every day to put other people first to remember your mission and your why not get bogged down by the haters or all the other stuff that comes with putting yourself out there wow that's that's and you're spot on and you're right because you can you can try to be successful in all the other areas but if you're not healed inside it's it's going to be 10 times harder if, if you can do it, you know, but how long did it take you from owning your, your, your suite into evolving into coaching? What was that time frame? Was it, was it a while or was it pretty, pretty quick? 
So in 2012, my mom had a massive stroke that paralyzed her where she couldn't speak, walk, talk, like she was a total zombie and she had to start over from literally square one. And that was the moment for me where everything started to change. And I started to realize that, you know, mom was busy taking care of everybody else. When she finally learned how to speak again, I asked her mom, why did you do this to yourself? And I only asked her that particular question because I had just watched the secret documentary and it was like, you attract and create your reality with the thoughts you think and, and the energy that you put out there. So I just went straight to the core. I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, you're back, mom. I'm like, mom, why'd you do this to yourself? And she answered with a phrase that has changed my life and sent me on this mission. She said, because everybody needed something from me. And that's when I realized that I was doing the same thing she was. And I was you know, I was over 200 pounds. I was well on my way to falling into her exact footsteps. I was working from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. or longer, just busy, busy, busy all the time, never taking care of myself. I'd roll out of bed, throw my hair back, brush my teeth and eat on the way to work with like five minutes. You know, there was literally no space for me to figure out who I was or to heal my past and the pain that I was carrying. And that's when I started to realize and in, in talking with my clients, like, Hey, do you take care of yourself? Like, what does your self-care routine look like? Do you wake up in the morning and like do something for you? Or are you busy with kids? And that, that started to evolve the conversation in the hair salon from like, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Or how's the weather? You know, like the surface level stuff to like a more intimate conversation because I'm in my own suite. So it's like mm, hundred square feet of me and you, baby, you know, like there's no one else to distract or to take away. And it's not like, Oh, well, she's judging me over there. Like it's an open, intimate, very beautiful experience. And that those conversations led to me in 2012, going to see a psychic, buying tarot cards, like starting to figure out like, what the heck is going on here? People like something's going on and I'm going to figure it out. So I would say the journey for me consciously started in 2012, where I was actively looking for more information for personal growth and development. And I don't know, I would say in 2014, I started the blog and was like, I want to help people. <laughs> and <laughs> that's when clients were like starting to notice that I had lost 75 pounds, that I was happy, that I was starting a new business, like doing all these things. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, mm -hmm, let me just tell you all the things I've been doing and see if it works. And over time, that has turned into a framework, which I now call Shine School. I have a six-week journey of self-discovery, and that was built over the course of a few years, starting in 2012, actively putting it out into the world in 2014, and then realizing that mm, this actually works, and this is what I'm here to do, is to help. I, I, I primarily work with women, so I always, like, oh, I'm talking to dudes, like, sorry, you guys don't count. Yeah, but, that's okay. <laughs> but I am so used to working with women behind the chair that it's just naturally evolved into coaching women. Um, but, sure. you know, I, I've done some tarot readings for men, too. You know, they need the love. <laughs> hey, Britt, I want to go, I want to back up a little bit. Um, kind of tell us about your journey, like, first off, I'm, I'm at all inspired of anyone that just kind of like owns their life. Like, like, like that, that's, that's amazing. But kind of um, let's go back to where your journey was as far as like weight loss. And as far as um, just kind of, I know that you almost, I don't want to, I don't want to pop psychologist this or anything, but you know, you almost need you before the weight loss, you need the happiness, but you need the happiness for the weight loss too. Right. You kind of need both. So what did that journey look like, look like for you? And, and, you know, and then more practically, how did you do it? Was it, you know? Yeah. Great question. So 
Um, in 2012, we, my mom had her near-death experience. And then shortly after we had a near-death experience driving up a mountain in Colorado. And on that trip, I heard my inner voice say like, you need to turn around. This is not a road and started to try to absorb more information as to like, what is going on here? Like my, something's talking to me. And it's like, not just the negative voice that I hear all the time. Like you're fat or you're not good enough. Like it was actually like a gentler whisper that like mm, seemed to make sense, even though it made no sense at all. So it led me to go see a psychic in 2012. And then from there I bought tarot cards. Like, like she suggested, she's like, you have the gift, honey, you need to start practicing. So I started practicing tarot cards. My husband had always been into fitness and weight loss and weight gain and all the things. He was like, as we were sharing earlier about the protein shake, like he is my like fitness guru. And when I met him, like at the very beginning of our journey, I was like, I want to lose weight. Like I'm not happy with my body. I need help. And we had done all the different diets, all the different workouts. And I had lost a bunch of weight, but I kept putting it back on and I couldn't figure out what that cycle was. And finally, whenever I started to uncover some of the past pain that I was carrying, the old beliefs about me from childhood, my husband is a hypnotist and we actually did a lot of forgiveness work and go Going back and doing that forgiveness work, I realized I picked up the label fat from my uncle when I was eight years old because he called me Brickney. And from that moment, I, as an eight-year-old child, took that as truth and belief. And that's the problem. A lot of us are operating on systems that we've built and created in our mind decades ago that don't serve us anymore. And learning that and uncovering that has been the catalyst for me making all the changes in my life, because the only real change happens in the subconscious. I was doing all the right exercises and the right working out, but subconsciously I was still hating myself. And so it was this repeating pattern. And until I figured out that pattern through the use of hypnosis and mushrooms y'all for real um like <laughs> I, I didn't know that I was the one causing the problem so um how did I lose the weight I first I started loving myself and that took a, that took a lot of subconscious work figuring out why do I hate myself where did I come up with this belief I did thousands of hours of hypnosis um with my husband to be and you don't need it but I was his guinea pig and figuring out like this is a modality that he wants to pursue he's been doing it for 21 years and um he kind of put it off to the side and the psychic I took him the next time I was like you gotta come with me this is crazy she was like <laughs> he even told me she's like honey you could be doing hair in Hollywood if you wanted she was like, you just see it in your mind and couldn't create it. I'm like, yeah, isn't that how everyone does it? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I don't understand. And so I thought it was really fascinating that when I brought him, she said, honey, you need to get back into hypnosis, like specifically past life regression. And we were like, what is this lady talking about? But we were curious enough to follow that suggestion. And through the modality, the natural holistic modalities of hypnosis, mushrooms, um, plant-based eating was another thing that came up. We, we had joined a CrossFit gym and at CrossFit, we met this woman who was extremely overweight, extremely unhealthy. She was having all these issues that no doctor could figure out. And if you ever meet my husband, they always call him doctor. So I'm like, all right, well, let me get my husband on this because he'll figure it out. So he comes up with this whole plan. We called the method that she could implement to lose weight, to clear her mindset, to do all the things that she needed to do that we were practicing in that moment and finding massive results with. And um, we gave her the whole plan. She was going to document it for us. She was a videographer and she backed out on the, on the day we said, okay, let's start it. Let's go. And when she backed out, my husband and I were like, well, we think there's some validity to this. Obviously we wouldn't suggest it. Like maybe we should do that. And I want to shout out to Emily. Thank you for not signing up for our crazy program. Because <laughs> 
had she done it, maybe we wouldn't have. And because she backed out, we decided we'll go through this protocol of eating alkalizing food of, you know, practicing more yoga and meditation to like quiet our mind to figure out like what's going on in here. And after the first month of only eating alkalizing plant-based food, we had so much energy. We were freaking crushing it at CrossFit. We were kicking everyone's ass, which we weren't like the top of the top. So we, when we started like being done with the workout and being like, okay, what's next? We need more. And they're like, what are you on? I'm like, oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that it just was this like unfolding of exploring all these different categories over a period of time. So I always say self-love does not happen overnight. And it certainly took time, effort and dedication and not giving up on um, healing that darkness that we all carry in that pain. So uh, vegan plant-based lifestyle, I would say is the number one contributing factor to how I've maintained the weight loss for now eight years. Whereas before I was yo-yoing up and down all the time, um, and, uh, healing all just the shit we have in our brain. You know, we carry a lot of pain and we don't realize that because we shove it into the back corner of our mind and we operate from unconscious programs. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's still unfolding. I mean, I think that's the beautiful part about our journey is there's no end destination the joy is really in the journey it's not like because anytime we've ever accomplished something big or had like a major milestone the next question we ask is well what's next sure i realize i'm tired of chasing that what's next and i just want to be happy now dude i just want to go through your program i'm so inspired (laughs) right now right thank you thank you i love i love to like we've talked about it a few times um on the podcast there's a guy named jocko willick who wrote a book called extreme ownership and 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 with emily backing out instead of being like all right we'll move on they they just decided to kind of like own it and go okay well i think we're on to something i think this is really positive you know let's let's own it and, and they just did it themselves i mean bravo on that um hey through all your through your practice do you guys do you guys use um and this is totally just interest in my shoes but um do you guys do like breathing techniques or anything oh absolutely we started um with like wim hof techniques and methods yeah. breathing um cold therapy and stuff like that but yes i mean the breath is the one thing keeping us alive if we aren't taking conscious control of it and tapping into it then we're missing a huge free um you know gift that our body is giving us all the time are you doing are you still doing retentions and stuff um not so much anymore but it's like evolved as far as what, what's your, what, what's your, what's your, we're not, now we're just, we're just, we're in competition now. What's your best retention? Oh gosh. Like, uh, the longest I've ever held was for two minutes for that in between. Like when you do your Wim Hof breathing, you breathe for, you know, a few minutes, then you oh. hold your breath for a long time. The longest I've ever gotten was up to two minutes, but that was during my yoga teacher training. And I was like every day, all the time, like constantly working on, on that breath. Retention. Hey, hey, you ready to fall out of your chair? Yeah. That's been my longest retention. How long? 420. <laughs> For a stoner, how do you hold your breath up? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's freaking awesome, man. Yeah, you know, what, you know what, too, and, and for anyone that doesn't know, so she's right. So Wim Hof is, is you hyperventilate yourself, and then you blow out all the air, and then, and then you retain air. I will tell you, though, that, like, I, 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 can, I can play around at three minutes. Like, I can usually get to about three minutes with it. But 420 was easier than the three minutes because I was in such a deep meditative state that I didn't even that hour, that minute and 20 just kind of like it just wasn't there. If that makes sense, you know, just yeah, like, but you, you can't count that when you pass out and you wake up, you look at the clock. <laughs> <laughs> 
True story. Count. True story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just started. I just started a new breathing technique. Too. I forget the name of it, but you you kind of like you arch your back and you pull air in, and and you know how you get that tingly feeling with with Wim Hof. You get it a lot quicker. Like I don't have to search for it. Like with Wim Hof, like I had to kind of search for that all the time. But by but by leaning backwards and taking big breaths, I, I got to that tingling sensation a lot quicker. And it, it just it it's it's very scary. You know, like you have to process through like. Well, I've never felt this before. You know what I mean? And then, um, and then, uh, and then you just—I'm still in the in the middle of that practice. <laughs> hey, so when you said that you were doing mushrooms, are you still like um, like microdosing right now? Is is a lot of stuff? Uh, is kind of a new kind of world. Are are you microdosing? Yeah, we're actually about to gear up to do a bunch of microdosing. I've only ever taken like small to large amounts uh, in the past, but we have done a lot of research finding that microdosing is extremely beneficial for so many different um, ailments, if you will. And so we wanted to personally do it to see what are the benefits, how do we feel? And yeah, I'm a hundred percent on board with that and literally about to get started, but not in Texas, y'all. (laughs) <laughs> I'm totally digging that you're, you know, you're, you're actually walking the walk before you actually talk the talk. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing it, you're living it. And, and therefore when you're, when you're teaching it, you know, by 100% through example, I mean, you, you, you've lived it. That's the only way to teach is through example. I mean, all of our parents said to love and to be nice, but that didn't work. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I figured <laughs> if we're going to do it, we have to, come from a place of experience and I only want to teach things that I know and if I don't know it, I'll google it or recommend someone else or I'll try it myself and so that's why we're on this journey of really every holistic modality that we can get a hold of is basically our mission in life is to reclaim the power our personal power and then teach those other people everyone in the world to reclaim their power and the only way you can do that is by doing it yourself so that you can be that shining light of example otherwise it i mean it's hard to take advice from a fat nurse you know what i'm saying like right you guys get what i'm saying here like yeah yeah i mean be healthy and i'm eating doritos like (laughs) i don't think so right i can see you being in a crossfit gym and somebody sitting there with a cigarette trying to tell tell you how to crossfit yeah yeah that's awesome man first off bravo that's that's pretty incredible what um i lost my train of thought i was gonna say so so you have how many different like classes or 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 programs programs that you have and and if if there's several do you have a particular order that you suggest people to take it in yeah so right now i have a very limited program because i found like this works and then from there let's let's do some coaching so i offer shine school which is a six-week online journey of self-discovery it's self-paced and you have lifetime access so you can go at your own you can go at your own pace it doesn't have to be done in six weeks and honestly i've never seen anyone complete it in six weeks because it's a lot about learning integrating and implementing and then coming back for that next lesson that's how spiritual growth is it's not just like let me learn all the things and then i know it it's like you have to implement and prove that you got that you got you know how you repeat those lessons over and over again until you finally figure it out so shine school is my signature program that um, is for anyone who is struggling with confidence struggling with setting up self-care they are constantly self-sabotaging when things get good because they're not used to having this abundant lifestyle and then um, my other program that I absolutely love is my monthly membership called the elevated life where I co-host it with my husband and that is live 
monthly masterclasses every month on different topics from spirituality to success. So we cover personal development, spiritual development, and some business growth in there. This month, we covered the topic of relaxation. Oddly enough, we had planned out all the months in advance at the beginning of the year, not knowing that we would need it real bad during November. <laughs> so um, the Elevated Life is one of my favorite offerings because I get to team up with my husband. We always knew we were meant to work together. He even started to go to beauty school when we met. He's like, we're supposed to work together. And then I'm like, mm, you're not, a, you're, no. <laughs> He's like, how do I part it, babe? I'm like, oh, I just got to part it. You don't part it. No. <laughs> That's funny. So we, we run the Elevated Life together. I also have a mini class called Tarot 101 for people looking to get started in the woo-woo world. Um, and then different meditations that I have offered. I have an Oracle deck, which actually I want to bring that up really quick. So I would love to donate one of my Shine from the Inside Oracle self-love decks to your giveaway. Oh, that's magic. awesome thing because yeah, yeah. it's something that I use in my salon. Um, all of the lessons that you will learn in Shine School, I turned into these affirmation cards in my Shine from the Inside Oracle to get people into the habit of creating those self-care rituals and tuning in with themselves every morning and saying, what do I need most right now? And when you pull a card and it says, stop judging, start loving, like, you know, you know what to do. You just need mm -hmm. that little nudge to kind of remind you. And I actually pull a card for every single client that sits in my chair before they leave as a, okay, we just like bleached away the bullshit, you know? So like, who are you going to mm -hmm. be now? And when I pull a card, it's just so beautiful to see them light up. So I love um, being able to spread that sparkle magic so that other people can use it. And when you were talking about the Sam via this and the, all the things, I'm like, oh my God, they need my Oracle deck in their salon deck. <laughs> so I would love to donate that um, to the giveaway that you guys are doing. I think it's so beautiful. Uh, we appreciate it. We definitely we appreciate so much. it. Yeah, thank you. Hey, can you kind of, um, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. I know we didn't talk about it before, but but what are the, what are the pillars to your uh, to your Shine School? Yeah, so the pillars to Shine School are self-care rituals, because if you are not taking time every single day to take care of yourself, then you're screwed. Um, the next step is holistic love, mind, body, and spirit. You've got to learn how to holistically heal your mind, your body. And when you do those two things and you get those on board together, that's when you have space for your spirit to emerge and your intuition gets stronger. From there, we do a whole mindset makeover. You've got to address that inner mean girl, those negative stories and labels that you tell yourself. If we don't clear up the mindset, then it's going to be really hard to be on your on the same team of manifesting abundance. From there, we move into forgiveness. That's a huge pillar because we carry a lot of pain and burdens from the past. And if we don't release that, then we're gonna, it's gonna be heavy, okay? We're gonna get tired faster. So then we move through the forgiveness. From there, we move into connection. Our relationships as reflections, taking uh, inventory of who we surround ourselves with, the community that we plug into, and that sense of support and family, even if it's not blood. And then from there, once we've cleared up all that stuff, we've got ourselves, we're loving ourselves again, we're not thinking those crazy thoughts, that's when we can dive into manifesting. So the, the sixth pillar is manifesting um, your wild and crazy dreams, because we all have this crazy dream, and it seems so far-fetched, but the truth is we're here to realize that. And until we can clear up all of those things, it's going to be really hard to believe in that dream and really take it to full fruition, because there's going to be roadblocks and stumblings and things like that. The next program that I'm working on for 2021 is all about um, hairstylists owning their suite and creating a six-figure suite environment. Since I've been doing that 
literally from the first year, 14 years ago, I feel like there's so much knowledge to be shared in the hair world. And so I'm venturing away from my self-love soul, like that mission for the whole world and really going to dive into how I can help hairdressers make the environment a six-figure environment, not just because we're offering luxury services or great products, but because the experience and how we make them feel matters the most. I mean, that's really what women walk away from when they come into my salon is feeling, they look good too, but most importantly, they feel good. And I want to teach other hairstylists how to make that a priority. Because if you're looking to create more abundance in your, in your business, then it starts with having that heart and soul and, and mission behind what it is you're doing, not just the bottom line. What's that Maya Angelou quote? Oh, they'll never, they'll never forget how you make them. They'll forget what you said and they'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel or something like that. Yeah. That's, so true. That, that, that's so odd. Dude, first off, uh, I'm a big fan of like 12 step programs because they work and, and what you've kind of created, you've, well, you've done it in six steps, right? You've done a, you know, the shine school, it kind of, kind of, it kind of feels like a 12 step program. And I mean that completely as a, as a, uh, as a compliment. Um, and, and I, I'm just, it's really cool because I've always thought you've kind of figured out what I've always thought. And that was like, like if there was a life 12 step, right. It's not saying that you have this issue here, you have that issue. It's just accepting that, that, that we all have stuff that we can get rid of. And, 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 and I love, I love the shine school kind of approach to it to where like, okay, yeah, let's work on you a little bit. And it's not, and, and, and again, it's not like even with other 12 step programs, it's like, oh, you done messed up. Now we got to clean you up. I love the, the the six steps. I would love to do like six small talks and dedicate to one to each step. That's and not like a bad kind idea. Kind of dig deep into each step. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I'm all right, cool. We'll, we'll talk after after the podcast. Well, you guys are going to have me back. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yes, she did. She, she read that on her tarot. That was her inner voice in the start. Yeah, they <laughs> I love, I love, everything seems to come back to mindset. You've brought it up a couple of times, and, and even the times that you didn't bring it up by that word, you kind of brought it up by definition. Like, you know, getting your mindset right so you can, so you can move forward. And I think that mindset is such an important important element that that we uh this is a terrible pun but that we forget at times right so you know but just like what do you approach every day and i love i'm so brett i'm just i mean i'm over here fanboy man so like i love the morning affirmations i love that and like you know get your stuff together bleach out the bs that might be the title of the podcast because right. i kind of <laughs> that's that's that is a, that's a really really uh Maybe cool I that real quick y'all <laughs> there were so many of them that she had in there that these little hooks that you know what i mean grabbed you like that there's a ton of them dude you're such a you're such an all-star man i'm just so sure. honored to kind of have you like in our industry yeah. and, and and doing and doing the positive and, and brent i'm going to be 100 percent honest with you like i'm not really a woo-woo guy you know but um you but i really not, huh you just think you're not. And that, 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 that very well could be because, you know, I certainly jumped thing to thing to thing. I mean, hell, I did the Wim Hof methods, you know, so I did the cold showers. I did the retentions and stuff. So, I mean, it's not that I, it, 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 I think it's just the woo-woo, the word woo-woo. Like I'm always for, I'm always for betterment, right? Like I'm always for betterment for myself or betterment for, 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 for you know, our, 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 our community. Um, but, uh, but dude, I'm, I'm a fan of you, man. I'm a big, big fan of you. Maybe we should bring your husband on too. I, I would I would recommend that. I mean, I'm lucky to be married to him, to be honest. He's such a guru and a wise soul. And, you know, um, 
he went to a, an all guys private school and just the, he's like prepped for this. Like we have been, this is lifetimes of work that we are doing together. We have the same life path number, which is life path 11. It's the teacher of radical enlightenment and um, like spiritual concepts. So I know that like Chris and I are meant to be doing this work together, which is why I was like, come do hair with me. You know, you sat in the yeah. salon for like four, he got in this horrible motorcycle accident when we first started dating. He was very big into real estate, made bukus of money, didn't care about relationships. I'm never going to get married, blah, blah, blah. Like saw five failed marriages so he's like that doesn't work I'm not doing that and because of that motorcycle accident it took him away from his normal lifestyle of oh just got to go to work all the time make money whatever come home when she's asleep and I never see her and he realized not only did I love him because I emptied his pee cup and did hair out of the kitchen for a few months <laughs> um but <laughs> like mama but um he realized like oh my god I I I am loved and this is possible and I want to do this all the time with you and so he literally never left he came to the salon for like four years every day and I'm like you either need to get your license or go home like I don't like what are you you doing (laughs) and we realized like him doing hair is not kind of conflicting you said get your license and he said okay I'm gonna go to school and you're like no 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 we went to apply, but the whole reason why I was like, eh, forget it. Like it's, it takes time. It takes a lot of dedication and energy and effort to yeah. go to school. It's not just like, oh, well, we're going to school and we get this little piece of paper. Like, no, like I remember I, I was there. So we realized, you know, maybe that's just not the right path. And then fast forward through life near death experiences and all of that we realize like oh we're meant to teach people all the shit we've been learning and the stuff that right. we know and the stuff that's working for us. I mean, I'll teach you what doesn't work, but only so that you can learn the lesson, I guess. But more importantly, you know, more importantly, I just want other people to be happy. And when I I realized that we had so much hate and anger and sadness, and um, it was a lot. And I now realize working with so many people that they feel that way every day. They just bury it or carry it or hide it or whatever. And I just I can't. I can't wake up peacefully knowing that there are people out there hurting. And so Chris and I are just on a mission to spread the love and the light. Hey, so I'm going to put you in the hot seat a little bit. So, um, so can you kind of walk us through or when you and Chris aren't in agreement, right? Like, like how have your, like, like how has your conversation evolved or it hasn't evolved or, or are there times like even today where, you know, your ego gets in front of your, in, in front of your conscious mind and, 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 yeah, I don't listen. I don't know how you guys argue or whatever, but we all do it. We're all married, right? So, so how how do you handle that challenge? Yeah, we don't argue at all ever. Um, we used to fight a lot in the very beginning, and we wouldn't talk for days. We'd just be so tough and so strong and so stubborn, and that was definitely our ego operating. And I remember one time being so mad and not talking to him and my internal voice just said, I just want to hug him. Why are we doing this? And that's when I decided I'm done with this. I didn't sign up for this relationship to fight or argue with you. I signed up to be your partner and to love you. And from that moment, we've just made a decision that we were going to learn to communicate in a healthier way so that we could understand each other. And it's taken a long time, of course, to figure out our communication skills and what each other need. In the beginning, Chris used to tell me I only have one good week out of the month and the rest you're crazy. And then we realized how to track my moon cycle, which is what I teach in shine school also. (laughs) And that has helped a lot because now he doesn't take my crazy week personally. And 
whereas before he would. So today there is no arguing. If we do disagree on something, like for example, I was like, I think we should give away free crystals with all my Oracle decks. And he's like business minded, like, Dave, that's just going to cost you more money. And I'm like, but I don't care because that's what I, I want to give. And I want people to be, you know, so that there are things that we don't see eye to eye on, um, mainly when it comes to business, because he's still a freaking real estate investor at heart. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Um, but he gives me that space and that, um, not permission. Cause that sounds like whips and chains. Like if anybody's given permission, it's me, but you know what I'm saying? Right. He gives me that ability to just think for myself. And we don't always have to agree. We don't have to be on the same page and it doesn't make one better or less than or anything like that. So if we do disagree on something, we just give each other that space to disagree. Like, okay, well, that's how you feel. That's cool. Like, I don't see it that way. And we just move on. There's never any fighting or anything like that. And for the most part, in all areas, we are on the same page because we do everything together. Like he drives me to work when I work in the salon three days a week, every day, you know, like we literally do everything together. And so in the last 14 years, plus many lifetimes before, we've just realized like what, how each other operate, how, what each other need. And then we're willing to give that to each other. And we're just on the same page. I think that's where the problem comes in relationships is people aren't on the same page. They don't share their visions. They don't share their fears. They don't share the things that are bothering them. Um, and literally on our first date, I was like, I was sexually abused by my brother and hashtag me too. That wasn't even a thing. I fucking laid it all out there. Everything I could get out. I'm like, if I scare him off, then good. We're just like, we did it. Well, but, gone. Hey, but he stayed. And because of that, <laughs> There's never been, I've never withheld anything from him. And, and I think it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I'm going to hold you to something though. Um, you said that, you know, you don't need permission and I'm a big believer that that's exactly what you do. You, you give people permission every time they open up their uh, shine deck, you give or their, their, your, your shine school, you know, every time that's what people in life are seeking. People are seeking permission to move on. You know, a, a quote that, I, that I've said a couple of times on, on the podcast, which I think is really powerful, is that change isn't what's next. Change is, is getting over your belief systems. And your entire, your entire package is that. It's saying you're giving people permission to move on from their belief systems. And that, you know, that's just how we, how, how we evolve. Yeah. On my coaching sales page, it literally says, I give you permission to give yourself permission to have a good life. That's it. Boom. That's it. Um, yeah. That's, uh, um, again, you guys, you have a, sound like a, uh, match made in heaven type marriage and, uh, you know, relationship, uh, that's, that's beautiful. I'm sure, uh, you might get people reaching out to you on marriage counseling. <laughs> you guys got it. <laughs> we literally just hosted, um, a goddess retreat last week and, um, all the girls were like, can you guys please, and Chris comes with me. Can you guys please do a, a couple's retreat? I'm like, uh, yes, 2021 let's do it. So I, I mean, we are, we were a match made in heaven, but we cultivated the love and the work here on earth because it wasn't easy, but we both dedicated our hearts and souls to bettering ourselves, which is the only reason why I think we attracted each other. Cause Chris had written off getting married. I had, I was like, fuck boys. I'm going to beauty school. I'm doing me. I'm not. Cause I had gone through all the boys and I was like going to move to New York and be a fashion. Blah, blah, blah. No, I finally decided I'm done with all that. I'm not seeking validation through sex or through other people. I'm going to do what I know is right for me. And the day, the freaking month I signed up, for beauty school is when Chris started circling into my MySpace inbox. 
<laughs> I finally made a decision to do something for myself and now you're going to distract me? Are you kidding me? But the reason why, and we were so different. I mean, I was a country emo girl from Farmersville, Texas, and he was a private school boy from Dallas. Like, whoa, we were on the opposite ends of the spectrum. But the one thing that we had in common is that we both wanted to better ourselves, that we were both looking for change and growth. And because of that, we were able to attract each other. And from there, start changing and start growing and start healing all the stuff that we've been carrying. And now that we've done that, we've cleared out our closet. We, once you do that for yourself, once you give yourself self-love and self-care, and this is why I'm always like, put yourself first, be selfish, whatever, whatever story you tell yourself about why you don't do self-care, who cares? Go for it. Because once you fill your cup, you have so much in abundance to give to everyone else. And that's kind of where Chris and I are at on our journey is we've filled our cup to where it really does overflow. And from that space, all you can, all you want to do is give that to other people, but so many people, and we all want to give, but when we're giving from a place of resentment or, um, a, you know, an empty cup, we have no energy, no time left. And it's not really, uh, it's not unconditional. And that took a long time for us to figure it out, but Hey, we're here now and we're doing what we need to be doing. So, so tell our listeners how they can fill their cup, how they can find you, how they can, uh, just, be able to you know follow you and, and do the things that that we just talked about so, yeah. I mean, it's literally, so no, literally the first thought that went through when you said like how do you fill your cup like orgasm don't you know that? <laughs> <laughs> hello so start your morning does, does, that, does that fill or empty <laughs> well actually it's funny you mentioned that because something came I mean, up you mentioned it. i didn't mention it no you mentioned retention earlier and i was like does oh. he need semen retention or <laughs> right. retention? like what's he talking about because like that's a whole conversation on how you want to create intimacy between a, a partnership um there's that but the way that you fill your cup is you ask yourself, what do I need? I have asked so many women, what do you need right now? And actually Chris's mom, I asked her that one time and she cried when I asked her and she said, I don't think anyone has ever asked me that. And I said, well, you know what the problem is, is that you didn't ask yourself. It's called self-care for a reason. No one's going to come do it for you. So I want people to ask themselves, what do I need right now? And that's one of the lessons I teach in Shine School. What lights me up? Because a lot of the times when we get to that place, where we're like, okay, I have five minutes. What do I do? And then they get on fucking social media. I want you guys to create a list of things that light you up, whether that's take a bath, spend time with your dog, read a book. Like, what are the things that make you feel good and that fill your cup? And I can't answer that for anyone. I can give you a list of options like orgasm, <laughs> nature, weed, whatever, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is for you, I want you to decide. That's the problem. Everyone's looking outside of themselves for the answer for that next thing. But the truth is like, we have that answer. And that's the type of coach that I am is not one that's going to give you the answers, but rather ask the questions for you to find them within yourself. Perfect. How can people find you? Uh, Instagram, you can find me at the world by Brit, or you can go to my website, brittanycarmichael.com. I also run a private Facebook community called hashtag shine tribe sisterhood because I felt alone when I was going through my spiritual awakening and self-discovery. I'm like, I can't be the only one going through this crazy (laughs) shit right now. Like, are there other people out there like me? And it turns out there are. And so I wanted to create a community for people to come together so that they can heal and know that they are not alone in this journey of self-discovery. So, um, I would say those are the best places you can find me i i prefer instagram it's fun 
Yeah, it's 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 easy. Instagram. It's easy. <laughs> well, Miss Britt Carmichael, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you for uh, for enlightening us. I mean, listen, we didn't really know what we we're going to get into in this conversation, but I think we're both kind of like aha by you. So, yeah, and that's you. awesome. Miss, I tried Britt- to warn you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it, man. We I'll, appreciate get it. I'll get it. I, 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 I I kind of see where Chris is coming from. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Miss Britt Carmichael, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>